Thanks for listening to The Issue Podcast. Be sure to follow our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast and our Twitter at the issue podcast. Catch us Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is the issue. It is Sunday, August 30th. And uh, we're sorry we couldn't get to you on Friday or Saturday, but stuff came up and we should be getting back on our regular schedule. Now, I feel like I say that every week, but, uh, but life's crazy. Yeah, you know, I mean, life's crazy, but we're just working on getting you guys the best shows at the best times. And uh, uh, in person when we can. We yeah. would have been able to do it in person on Friday. So we thought, why not wait until Sunday and, and get us a good here? Um, yeah, which actually works out because a lot of good news dropped. Um, we're going to get to that and get to Yannick and Gawkway and. Other uh, other news out of the NFL, NHL. Yeah, I know. I got a, a um, NHL get to some man. MLB. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna hit a little bit of everything. We're gonna today. you're gonna get a little golf bet too. Uh, yeah. You know, starting at one twenty uh, Eastern Standard Time today <laughs> uh, is our tea time, and I'm gonna be beating the literal crap out of Tim and golf today. That's just simply not true. That's just not true. Um, You'll, you'll yeah, no, I'm going to be uh, – we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. And that will be coming um, up later in the show. <clears throat> but I'm just going to get – I'm just going to hop right into something here. Um, I know – I don't know if any of you guys have Snapchat. I'm guessing a lot of you do. Um, great app. I'm a big fan of it. Anyway, but you know how you got those little subscriptions or whatever yeah. um, on the far right page? And, and like, almost like the news feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like right under where you'd see stories and stuff, right? Yeah. So I'm like looking. I'm looking. It's like, oh quarterbacks ranked one through 32 i'm like okay like i big quarterback guy right big quarterback guy so cynthia freeland mm. she's an nfl network um analytics expert generally i'm a big fan of what she does because she's like i said analytics and um and statistics and i think those are like really important and i agree with it mostly um analytic wise i, I agree with a lot of her her lists and stuff like that mm-hmm. I just I just can't ignore this one though. I mean, just bad. It's just bad top to bottom. Um, yeah. I mean, you know me, I'm a big quarterback guy, and so I'm just gonna go right through it. Um, I'm not gonna read every single one. I'm gonna, um, you know, show where I think it could be improved. Right. So she thinks that Lamar Jackson's better than Russell Wilson. And she even thinks that Drew Brees is better than Russell Wilson. So she's got she's got um, Mahomes at one, obviously, and then Lamar, Drew Brees, and then Russell Wilson at four. <laughs> which I think, like, I mean, yeah, Luke, 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 you have um, Drew Brees in your top five. I don't have him in my top five. I have him in my top ten, though. But I mean, I could understand put him in your top five. I'm not going to argue that. Mm-hmm. But what I am going to argue is the the order. So you're going to put Russell Wilson, who. Yeah, I know Drew Brees is mighty efficient. His pass rating is insane. It's because he doesn't throw the ball down the field. He's throwing to Michael Thomas, who goes out about five yards and turns around. Okay. And even with that, Russell is only about six ticks back pass rating-wise, but is better in every other category except for pass rating. Yards, touchdowns, all of it. Interceptions, every single one. Okay. And – He's the only one on that offense. Drew Brees has Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Jared Cook. He's got so many people to throw to. Russell Wilson has DK Metcalf. He was a rookie last year. Mm. Okay. 
that was his top target was a rookie. So I, there's, there's there's just no way that Russell is a worse quarterback than Drew Brees, and, I, and Russell is a way better quarterback at this point in their career. At this point in their career, I think all time Drew's obviously he's top three all time. I would say top five at least all time. I'd say top five, yeah. Um, I don't think Russell's quite there yet. So I put um, Drew ahead of them overall. But at this point in their career, there's no doubting that Russell is the younger, more athletic, better arm, better accuracy quarterback. He's a better quarterback. Uh, but oh, poor Cynthia! Just it just gets worse. Okay, thinking that Dak Prescott rated at number seven overall, which people think I hate Dak. You know, if you listen to the show, um, you think I hate Dak. I don't hate Dak. Okay, I think he's a top twelve quarterback in the league. It's just when he asks for top three money and holds out and denies top five money for an extra like five million to get into the top three. That's where I have my problems. Okay. And him not being able to back it up, that's also where I have my issues, right? So anyway, she's got Dak at, at seven and Deshaun Watson at eight. Okay, yeah, so those who who watch regularly, like I said, know what I think of Dak and know what I think of Deshaun. Like I said, I don't hate it. I don't hate Dak. Against all odds, fourth-round pick, ends up becoming a top-12 quarterback. Awesome, great, get your money, but not top-three money. You're not top-five money, okay? So let's just, let's just look, at the, let's look at the stats here. Um, I mean, you could you could point to stats and say that Dak was statistically better than Deshaun. Okay, fine, but with a far more talented team, and Dak couldn't even get his team to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Dak couldn't get his team to playoffs. Deshaun got his team to the playoffs, right? So of the whole year, they both played seven playoff teams. Deshaun played five in the regular season, and obviously the two playoff games, and and um, Dak played played seven playoff teams in the regular season, right? Let's look at the stats here. Okay, well Deshaun Watson went. Four and three, so a winning quarterback uh, against playoff teams. Um, Twelve touchdowns, six picks, so a two to one ratio, pretty good, yeah, pretty good. And one hundred and one pass rating. Well, that's that's weird. So you would you would think that Dak's got to be way better, right? He's he's rated above him. Oh well, actually, Dak's one and six, eight touchdowns, eight picks, and an eighty-four pass rating. I I'm not even going to speak on that. Okay, that those speak for themselves. Those stats speak for themselves. Um, let's just keep moving because I, I got problems the whole way down this list. If we nitpick on every single one, we're going to be here forever. So let's move down to 12 and 13. Okay, so Baker Mayfield at 12. Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, man. that's just not correct. No, because uh, – <laughs> and, and Jimmy Garoppolo at 13. Are you kidding me? Okay, so Jimmy Garoppolo won the NFC. The whole NFC was the best. He was the best team in the NFC. Led the best team. And had a fourth quarter lead in the Super Bowl. Fourth quarter lead. Okay, people, people, people. He led Patrick Mahomes all game. All game. And I know he should have hit that throw. He should have hit that throw to Emmanuel Sanders. But you can't blame him for his secondary getting shredded. That's not his fault. That's the, he, doesn't, he doesn't play defense, okay? And Baker. Oh, but Baker, look at his stats. Oh, wait. He led a Pro Bowl offense with two Pro Bowl running backs, two Pro Bowl wide receivers, and a really, really good tight end to a, a, a oh, an insane 6-10. and 10. <laughs> Oh, but his stats were 22 touchdowns, 21 picks. Oh. Barely over a 1-to-1 ratio. Barely. Even though Jimmy Garoppolo went over a 2-to-1 ratio at 27-13. and 13 Yeah. And was mighty efficient. I think he's only lost about six games as a starter. I don't know if anyone knows that. Dude's an animal, right? And they had him – they had him – Ranked lower than Baker. 
Yeah, they had him at 13, Baker at 12. That Baker couldn't ridiculous. get his rating above 80. His I, pass rating was below 80. And he was a top 15 quarterback. Does anyone else know who, who was below 80? Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> and that and no one thinks he's him. good. No one thinks he's good, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo was at 102. Cynthia, you're an analytics girl, okay? How can you not look at every single stat? Every analytic, every, every, every single one points you to Jimmy Garoppolo being better. Mm-hmm. And let's just keep going here. Because it gets worse. Guess who's also rated behind those two? Kirk Cousins. I can, I can, since Jimmy Garoppolo beat Kirk Cousins, I can, I can be okay with, with Jimmy G being above Kirk. But come on, to put Kirk below Baker? Kirk in the last two years. So Baker's been in the league for two years. So the last two years for Kirk Cousins and the last, obviously, only two years for, for Baker Mayfield. Kirk's gone for 56 touchdowns, 16 picks. Baker? 49 touchdowns, 35 picks. Oh, man. Let's be real here. Kirk gotten his team to the playoffs twice and actually won a road playoff game. Baker hasn't even sniffed a winning record. He had double-digit losses. Come on, people. And then, notice, guys, notice my favorite quarterback is behind every all, all of these guys. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. There you go. You're going to have Carson Wentz at 16? So you're telling me he's a bottom half of the league quarterback. Did anyone else see him? drag antique Amish furniture to the playoffs. Did anyone else see it? Yeah, I saw that. Throwing to Greg Ward was his top target. Greg Ward played quarterback in college. <laughs> and he was competitive in that playoff game against Russell Wilson and a far better team. All right, let's not let's not overthink this, okay? Let's just look at these quarterbacks and say, okay, right, Carson went top five arm, top five accuracy, and is a winning quarterback and puts his team on his back. Okay, well, let's look at Baker. Bottom 10 arm, bottom 10 accuracy, bottom 10 decision-making, not a winning quarterback. How do you have him above Carson Wentz? I don't get it. I don't get it. I'll keep it kind of short here. Let's get to a couple more guys, right? Derek Carr. So Derek Carr was ranked 20-something, 20-something behind all these guys. Does anyone know what Derek Carr's pass rating was? It was 101. Does anyone else know that he threw for over 4,000 yards, which is usually the threshold for at least a good quarterback? And we realized that he had almost a, a three to one touchdown interception ratio. He had 21 touchdowns, eight picks, almost three to one. You realize you have Matt Stafford. You have him behind you have him behind Matt Stafford and Ryan Tannehill. So you're telling me you're going into battle. You want Ryan Tannehill over over Derek Carr or Matt Stafford? Come on. I mean, that's a joke. And finally, I'm gonna defend some some second year guys real quick. So Cynthia. Cynthia's ranking Joe Burrow. Above Daniel Jones. Joe Burrow hasn't even taken an NFL snap. Not even a single NFL snap. And he's got a far worse supporting cast. Oh, wait, and you have Joe Burrow against or above Drew Locke. Drew Locke went five and one down the stretch, and his only loss was was a competitive loss against the Super Bowl champion Chiefs in the snow at Arrowhead. He actually beat Deshaun Watson. Anyone know that? No. He actually killed Deshaun Watson. No? No? Anyone? Okay. It gets even worse. Guess who was the highest-rated rookie quarterback? Who's the highest-rated rookie last year? So you got guys like Kyler Murray and, yeah. and Dwayne Haskins and et cetera, et cetera. Who do you think was the highest-rated quarterback rookie-wise? I would probably – if I'm just going to – I'm going to have to go with Kyler Murray. Nope, it was Gardner Minshew. Really? Anyone else know that Gardner Minshew was the best pass rating? 
most yards, best touchdown interception ratio of any rookie quarterback last year. He doesn't get enough. He, people don't talk about him. Enough. And Cynthia has him as the worst starting quarterback in the league, That's behind Dwayne Haskins, behind Mitchell Trubisky, behind Joe Burrow, who's never played a snap, behind Tua, who hasn't even played a snap, and isn't even going to start. Where is Burrow on that list? Burrow's at like twenty-five or twenty-six. Are you kidding me? Above Drew Locke? How? What? What? Oh God, it's it's just brutal. Joe Burrow's never played a snap. Tua never played a snap and isn't even going to start. And they have Drew Locke and Gardner Minshew behind him. Come on. I mean, Cynthia, really, 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 please. Like, really, please, for my sake and for everyone else's sake, for my sanity. And I'm guessing for your sanity, it probably took a lot of effort to make this list. Don't ever rank quarterbacks again, please. Save your time. Save my time. Save my frustration. Save everyone else's frustration. Just don't rank quarterbacks. Leave it to people like me and uh, Pro Football Focus and Colin Coward or pretty much anyone other than you, Cynthia. <laughs> I really – I agree with so many of your lists, but this is just terrible. Cynthia, you just got to be better. You just got to be better. I'm sorry to rip you like that, especially on a Sunday. Um, just just be better. That was just, That's just a terrible list. Yeah. I mean um, – I, I'm not gonna just sit here on my soapbox all day here. You know, I think I I think I made my point. Um, just to sum up here, you're gonna have Jimmy G behind Baker, absolutely terrible. You're gonna have Deshaun behind Dak, terrible. You're gonna have Derek Carr behind guys like Matt Stafford and Ryan Tannehill. You're gonna have Drew Locke behind guys like Joe Burrow and Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, come on, people behind Dwayne Haskins. Ah, Cynthia, you got to be better. But uh, we'll get over to you here for for some hockey. No, oh, yeah. Uh, first of all, that list was absolutely horrendous. It's terrible. Um, it's terrible. Just a, a comment on that one. I have no idea how some of those quarterbacks are where they are. Um, Let's get to something that's also terrible, right? Yeah. So we're the Guinos. Not only have they been bounced in the in the first round a couple times and just looked very bad. Yeah. Swept. Front office looks like they're crippling a little bit here too. Yeah. They swept by the Islanders uh, a last in the playoffs last year. And then in the uh, qualifiers this year lost only uh, one, one, yeah, three yeah. and one to the Canadians who then went on to lose the next series. So that's not a good look um, in Pittsburgh. So, the other day, pretty big trade went down. What day was that? Um, it would have been here. I pulled up five days ago. Okay, so August twenty fifth. Um, that was the day that uh, Jim Rutherford's career ended. Um, not actually, but should have. He traded with he a, technically a three for three player trade between the Pens and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. So I look at this trade and and right away it I'm just my blood is boiling, okay? Mm-hmm. Because we're going to go through who Pittsburgh gets first. Okay. Pittsburgh receives Kasperi Kapanen who was who we drafted. You hey guys, we drafted him in 2014. Yeah, let Tw- him go. 22nd overall. Okay. We let him go. Now he's back. Not that bad of a player. Definitely going to help our offense. I think he could fit nice on either our second or third line. Uh, career, 202 games played, 
41 goals. Okay, so just remember that stat. We also received Pontus Aberg. Um, so he's a forward from the Preds. Yeah, well, he was. He played against. Predators. He played against us in that in that Stanley Cup series yeah. where we beat the Predators. Yeah, and then um, he ended up getting to Toronto, and then from there. Yeah, yeah and then from Toronto yeah. to Pittsburgh, and then Jesper Lindgren. He's a defenseman. Uh, came over to Pittsburgh. He's a, a younger guy and hopefully can show some promise and make this trade not the total dumpster fire that it is. So we didn't do too bad on who we received. Uh, we got some good pieces. Yeah, I will give, I'll give Rutherford credit for going out and finding that talent. But here's where I have my issue. This is who we gave up. Evan Rodriguez, forward, okay, not – not the same stats that uh, Kapanen has. Um, I think we won the trade there. Those are the two big names in the trade, and I think we win with that first, that Kasperi to us and Rodriguez to Toronto. I agree. Um, agree. But this is where I lose all respect for the trade, and it's that we gave up our 2020 first-round draft pick, and the Penguins, we would have had the 15th overall pick. Uh, gave a loaded draft. Loaded. I don't even follow hockey. I know it's loaded. NHL analysts are calling this one of the most loaded, like the most talent-filled draft classes of all time. And we gave up our first-round pick in that talent-filled draft class. What are you doing? Okay, so then I I looked at it. There's three players that we're giving up. We're receiving three players, but we're also giving up a draft pick, which doesn't make any sense to me. The numbers between Rodriguez and Kapanen are pretty close. Like I said, Kapanen playing 202 games and scoring 41 goals with 49 assists, 90 points. Rodriguez playing 199 games with 27 goals, so lacking on goals to Kapanen's 41. Rodriguez has 27, but... Rodriguez is about even in an assist with 45 to Kapanen's 49. Um, both very similar players. And then we also gave up uh, David Warsawski and Philip Hallander. So I don't know why we put in that that first round pick. I don't know if there was negotiation that went into that. Um, if I somebody, would have given up a second. Dude, a first. That's, a, oh. that's such a stretch. Um, it's just such the a first bad round trade. Pick, the first round pick doesn't make up for the disparity in the goals and the assists and stuff between the two headlines. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, like the difference between them is literally just in goals. Rodriguez with twenty seven and Kapanen with forty one, but in assists they're basically the same. And the only difference in points is because of the difference in goals. Yeah. Um, the only time, and this is uh, recent in Pittsburgh that I think it's worth to give up a first-round pick is when you go and you look at a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, who's a game-changer. That is a first-round pick. Kapanen's been in the league long enough. We know he's not a game-changer. No. I mean, he's good. He's a solid player. You look at what the Steelers did. We gave up a first-round pick so that to, to Miami so that we could have Fitzpatrick. Which works because if you actually look at it, Minka is about one, maybe – two years older than what we would have drafted in the first round. So basically he was our first round. Yeah. Kapanen's been in the league for like six years now. So we just gave up a first round draft pick for someone who's already been in the league for six years. 
and it has only played 202 professional games. What? So this trade is just it, it's atrocious. Pittsburgh lost. I, I mean, you scroll through the comments on Instagram, can't even read most of them because they're just so explicit. Um, fire Rutherford. That first is too valuable. Fire Rutherford quickly before he gets to our other draft picks. Don't, I don't disagree. Um, I mean, we got fleeced. The Penguins got fleeced on this trade. Um, I told you when I, we were ranting the other day about him, I said they're a directionless franchise. Yeah, I mean, here's Kapitan on uh, coming to the Pens for the second time. When I was drafted, I was more one-dimensional. Everything else was kind of lacking for me, especially to make that hop to the NHL. Now, I'm a two-way player. I've been playing the penalty kill for the last three years. I'm more physical. I'm more gritty, more of an all-around player and a person. So though that's from Kapanen on, on rejoining the Penguins. said he was one-dimensional when he was drafted. That's true. He really was. I mean, I like to hear that from him, but I just don't. I mean, I like the fact that he's going to be able to. I like the fact he's going to be able to fit in on the penalty kill. That's going to be big. Uh, Pittsburgh's PK is always usually pretty good. Yeah, Um, so I mean, if we could strengthen it, that's great. But it's not worth um, a first round pick. Not not in a loaded draft like this one. No, that was that. That's where I have my issue. If it was just a straight up three for three, maybe even if you throw a second or a third in there, not a first. Yeah. Not a first. So, I mean, that that news kind of bothered me um, out of the Penguins, and I wanted to get to that. It's just so. not preferred. It's just it's really not looking good for any Pittsburgh franchise right now. Pirates suck. Pens don't know what they're doing. And the Steelers, a lot of what-ifs. I think they could be really good, but I also think that they could be really bad. So yeah. we'll find out. Uh, all these teams in this city right now are bipolar, in my opinion. I just uh, I love them, but God, it's just what are they doing? Yeah, Steelers. I mean, the Steelers are probably the best of them right now. I would say so. But I'd the say the Pirates, Pirates are, are so bad. Oh, the Pirates are so bad. And we'll get to that when we get to the MLB in yeah, the second even, segment. Yeah, I can't even really talk about the Pirates um, right now. Yeah, I mean, we're probably going to try to avoid them as much as possible, so we don't, you know. Start crying on, on air. So um, my heart rate doesn't blow through the roof. Yeah. But anyway, um, we'll be back with the second segment. Going to get to some MLB. Um, what else we got? A little bit, little bit, of, little bit of football news, um, yeah. just news in general, and then a little bit of a golf bet here between uh, between me and my soon-to-be uh, inferior golfer. No, that's not true. But uh, we'll see. you will get a lot of that in the second segment, so don't go anywhere because you're not going to want to miss it. What up? We are back. Second segment. Um, pretty exciting. Second segment. We're gonna get to some news, MLB, um, and then we're gonna get out on the golf course. It's a nice yeah, it's seventy after, in Pittsburgh. After right we're now. done, we're gonna hit the uh, hit the golf course. Hopefully, get some holes in there so I can beat him in it. Um, nah, man. Come on. Yeah, no, no. All right, let's start. Let's 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 start some scratch on this. Let's get a little back going here. All right. So we're we playing nine, right? We're playing nine. I'd rather play nine. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'm all for like you know practice and all that, but 18 kind of brutal. So we'll go nine, okay. right? All right. So um, so what's par on nine? Like 35. Dude, I don't know. But let, let's all right, just we'll say, just go lowest score. Whoever wins, yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna go winner. Uh, how much money are you willing to put down on this? Look, man, we're about to. I, I'm about to go on vacation here. 
I, I'd like some walking around cash. Yeah, I'm gonna be catching <laughs> with you guys. So, um, hmm. Uh, Let's see here. You know what? I'll put. We'll just go with. I'll put a. I'll put a crisp. I'll put a crisp twenty dollar bill on this. All right. I'll put a. I'll put a twenty on there. Okay. All right, nothing crazy here, no, people. We're not we're not going out. Nah. Nothing crazy. But let, let's keep in mind our ages and how much twenty dollars really means to you know. Twenty dollars to, to college kid. people. All right. I mean, look, twenty uh twenty dollars is a lot of that's some food. That's some that's, food. That's that's a that's a a box of white huggies. Okay. <laughs> you know, I don't know if anyone else likes huggies, but I'm a big huggy guy. Right, that's a lot of white, blue, whatever <laughs> colored huggies you drink. Red huggies. Yeah. So yeah, that's. I mean, that's an important twenty dollars. Yeah, it is an important twenty bucks, and you're gonna lose it. Um. um yeah, we'll see. But uh, speaking of losing, um, the Vikings lose a 2021 second round pick and a 2022 conditional fifth that could be raised as high as a third. Yeah. And the Vikings, in turn, receive. Pass rusher Yannick Ngakwe, he's um, voiced his displeasure of being in Jacksonville. Um, I don't blame him. So the Jags end up saying, all right, we'll give him up. But they end up getting a second and uh, could be as high as a third-round pick. Good for the Jags. I mean, I guess. You got someone they're, – they're in a full rebuild anyway. I would say it's a pretty even trade. I'm not going to lie. I would do – I think it's one of those where both teams benefit. The Vikings needed a pass rusher. They lost um, Everson Griffin to the Cowboys. So I would say – they needed a, a, a pass rusher to bolster that defense a little bit. And um, Yannick Ngakwe is definitely a, a pretty good pass rusher. Um, and he, he won it out. So, I mean, it's a win-win. They get rid of someone who they – kind of it was kind of an issue, thorn in the side of the Jaguars. And they're on a full rebuild anyway, so it really doesn't matter that they lose him. And then instead they bolster some picks. They're trying to get young guys in there, trying to get an infusion of youth and talent. Um, so both teams win really right now. Vikings are making a push. It's their Super Bowl window. They need yeah. as many playmakers, proven playmakers as they can. They're not really worried about their, you know, second, fifths. You know, they're that's okay to to give that up. Um, so I think it's a win-win trade, and uh, it's always exciting to see some football news. You know, yeah. But um, uh, some sad news, as everyone knows, um, with Chadwick Bozeman. Yep. I think that's how you pronounce it. Chadwick. Black Panther, as many people know him. Or uh, for our sake, the guy who played Jackie Robinson in the movie Forty Two. Yeah, um, great movie. Passed away. Well, I think it was he was forty two or forty three. Forty three of colon cancer. Yeah, that's just that's tough. And the the thing is, he's had it for four years, and he's produced. Well, not produced, but he starred in like five like Grammy level major motion pictures since major though. movies, and um, that's just a testament to just how hardworking and how great he was as a as an actor um just a tough guy in general being able to fight that and, uh, yeah and he was really um just, just like i said a really really good dude he was actually a steeler fan if anyone else uh, knows that he went to a couple steeler games on the sidelines there yeah um this past year and the year before so definitely hurts uh there was a cool interview though about him kind of getting into sports along with him um about him playing the jackie robinson part and just saying how it's crazy and he had a really think about the fact that kids like kids nowadays and like a lot of even adults they don't know what jackie robinson looks like in their mind he is the face yeah. of jackie robinson because they're going to watch the movie and that's who that's the face they put to the name 
Yep. And so he said he really he felt a big obligation to uh, make sure it was authentic and it was he went about it the right way. I mean, he he talked about I watched that interview too about how much work he had to put in to to get the swing down. And, oh yeah. And how much? Uh, it was insane. He he really he busts his his you know his arse. Yeah. And um, world just lost a good dude. You know, twenty twenty's been rough and. Uh, but now he can. It's a big hit to the baseball. He can rest in too. peace and uh, doesn't have to fight fight the cancer anymore. You know. Yep. So shout out Black Panther and Chadwick Boseman. Uh, will be missed. Absolutely. And, uh, th- thank you for the creations you've given us, though. Yeah. Um, get into I guess <laughs> some more baseball. Slightly more, no pun intended, positive news here. <laughs> the Oakland Athletics um have some positive COVID nineteen tests, so their Sunday game against the Houston Astros has been postponed for today. So, yep. Um, whatever. I mean, I really don't care because I seriously, people, people, you know, we're going to rip the MLB. Listen, under 1% of people are testing positive. You can't be perfect no. in a pandemic. Okay. No, not in a highly contagious disease, especially like this one. So, yeah. So, I mean, really give, not give a big a deal. Really, really not a big deal. Um, thought we'd throw it in the news. Segment. Yeah. I just thought it's, it's news. It's definitely MLB news. Um, been to some more MLB though. The Yankees, um, dude, they look strong, man. They look good, but they actually lost both games of doubleheader against the Mets on uh, on what was that Friday? Yeah, it was Friday. Um, lost both games of doubleheader. That's no bueno. They did bounce back with a win yesterday. Um, they they do look really really they good. They look really their good. Their bullpen. That's the only thing I notice when I'm watching them. Their bullpen needs some serious work. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I was at my uh, I was I was out of town this weekend at Kent State. Um, visiting my buddy actually plays baseball there. Hopefully, you're gonna have him on the show actually. Um, at some point, give us some perspective on Division One baseball and all the protocols with COVID nineteen and everything like that. Oh, absolutely. Be cool to get that perspective. But anyway, um, we're watching it or whatever, and it's uh, it's like four nothing Yankees, right? And we go out to get some food. We're we'll like, all right, so we'll be back for it was doubleheader, so they only played seven. Um, which is a new rule this year in baseball. They're only playing seven for doubleheaders, which is weird. It's like that's like it's like little. It's like yeah, it's like fourth grade baseball stuff. Which I hate that rule, but whatever. We leave around like the fourth or fifth inning. We'll be back by the seventh, right? We come back. We come back for the last out. Mets win six six four. I'm like, okay, so in two innings, their bullpen completely blew it. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, the Mets were seven for sixteen on ABs and scored six of those runs. So I mean, just. Letting guys get on base and the damage control was just not there. Yeah. Um. So the the Yankees really have to tighten that up, but I really think they are a a, a, a clear World Series um, favorite. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go favorite, but they're definitely in competition for it. You yeah. know, them, the Dodgers, the Twins. I think those are the teams you got to look out for. Um. Cleveland won a uh, won a twelve inning thriller against the Cardinals. Big pitchers duel there. Um, but yeah, like I said, Cleveland ended up coming out on top there. Hey, I'd have to get to it because I know, uh, I know you brought it up, but guess who was no hit pretty recently? The bucket. Yeah. Yeah. I think we talked about, uh, Lucas Giolito, no hit him. Um, Pirates are just brutal. You know, they're, they're nine and 21. Um, it's not what you want to see. Um, it just really isn't yesterday. They lost to the Brewers. Um, today they ended up playing, they, uh, they played the Brewers at two ten. Let's keep an eye on that one. We're on the golf course, but yesterday they lost seven six, so pitching terrible. And uh, the day before that, they lost nine one, which is also terrible. Yeah. 
Um, we'll just keep that. Actually, they they beat the uh, beat the Cardinals in that in one of the games doubleheaders a couple couple days ago. But uh, actually, swept doubleheader on Thursday. Really? Look at the Buccos. Look at the Buccos. See, I stopped paying attention. I didn't even know that. Honestly, they're just a really really bad team. Yeah, and uh, um, they pull out some lucky wins every now and again. Um, they're just they're just a bad team. Um, other some more news that the Tampa Bay Rays lighting the world on fire. They are, I want to say, like three or four games above the Yankees. Actually, you want to talk about a contender? I think the Rays are right there. Um, as contenders, they just they look really good. Brandon Lau is an absolute beast. He is looking really strong. Oh, just just really really good. Mm-hmm. And St. Louis is looking shockingly bad right now. Yeah, are they third in our division? I think so. They're at they're at eleven and twelve because they've had a couple games where they've been postponed. They had a, they had a breakout themselves, and I think they were playing the Mets. Had a breakout. And yeah, then I know they saw the Marlins. Like they just they've gotten some bad luck. Um, they have, but I mean, still they've just been a really not good team. Got swept by the Buccos. Lost to Cleveland two days in a row now. Yeah, they're third in the uh, NL Central, uh, eleven and thirteen, uh, behind Chicago, Milwaukee, and then St. Louis. And I then gotta Cincinnati. say. And Pittsburgh. I gotta say, our division. I thought it was gonna be a lot tougher. Yeah, we have a pretty um, weak division. The Pirates still can't stay out of last. So. I thought Cincinnati would be a little bit better. How about the kind of shocking right now? Washington dead last in the uh, in the NL East. Yeah, uh, the the defending champs. Where, where would we have them in the power rankings in the beginning of the year? Here, I'll see. check it out for us here. You got it. Yeah. All right. Let's see where did we have them? Let's look here. Our power rankings. Make sure you're going to the the uh, underscore issue podcast. Wow. On Instagram okay, so MLB out. had them at, at eight. We had them at seven, slightly above. So we were wrong. We're going to fact check ourselves there. Um, yeah, there's your ice cool take for the day. Very wrong. It is um, on us. Wow. Yeah, we were wrong with the Astros, too. The Astros aren't looking so hot. Where are they at? They are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, oh, they're, they're second. In but they're division. 19 and 14. Yeah, they're 19 and 14, mm-hmm. not. Trying to necessarily keep... lighten the world on fire. Hey, but look at Seattle. Seattle Mariners not in last place, half game above the uh, Angels, not far behind the Texas Rangers. A little shout out, Seattle. So, yeah, shout out um, Dan Altavilla, looking pretty good out there, throwing some ched. Oh, keep yeah. it up, keep it up, big fan. Um, hope to get him on the show. Soon. Yeah, hopefully uh, after the year, hopefully we'll be able to get him on the show here for you guys. Um, Actually, kind of a surprise right now, Minnesota not looking good. Twins not looking so hot. No, I know they're yeah. only one and a half out of the division lead. Still, they're third in the division. I know that the MLB had them at four, and we had them at four going into yeah. the season. And the White Sox and the Indians are actually doing better right now. We should make an updated power rankings for our. We for should. Uh, we'll get that up to you guys. Soon. And right now, I'm going to give you guys my biggest shock of the of the league so far. We'll make I knew the Red Sox weren't going to be good, but 11 and 22. Yeah, it's not too great. People, people, people. That's not what we like to see. No. I mean, not that I really care, but that's just – that's brutal. Um, yeah, that's just, that's just not good. Um, Sandy, sorry, uh, San Diego looking really good. Don't be surprised here if at the, uh, at the deadline they're really pushing for some guys. I think they're starting to realize that with, um, with Manny Machado – and Fernando Tatis, and you got a lot of good guys that are hitting really well right now. They got to start making a push. 
You know, I'm thinking of they're starting to realize that this year, next year, that's their year. They got to go, you know. Yep. And so I think they're really going to start making a push for especially arms. They need arms. Um, but, yeah, so that's just, just some, some, some general discussion about the MLB right now. Yeah. And that's, Pirates still bad as ever. Uh, yeah. So Nationals and Red Sox worse than I thought. Yeah, which is strange. But, yeah. Um, I mean – the fact that the Pirates are still uh, the worst team in baseball. Not a surprise. Brings me comfort. Still haven't even gotten to double-digit wins, though. No, yes. Yeah. It brings me comfort at night to know that at least something's still uh, Yeah, the world normal. is still in order, yeah. Right. But, uh, I mean, hopefully they can turn it around. I mean, I'm a big Pittsburgh fan. We're not trying to rip on the Pirates too hard here. They are a hometown team, but we're not going to be biased. So, uh, you know, if they start winning, start loving them. But uh, True. other than that. That's about all we have for you guys today. Yeah, um, um, we'll be back, what, tomorrow, actually. We're going to do a little back-to-back here. We'll be back tomorrow, and I'll let you know by how many strokes I uh, I beat him. Beat you by, but, see, uh, that's we'll simply see. false. We do have exactly an hour. It is 12.20 Eastern time right now in Pittsburgh, and our tea time is at 1.20, so we got to get going here. But thank you for listening to this episode of The Issue.